Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Guido. This is the True Potential Show. And today we're continuing the online series with Koen Vaassen. And Koen, I spoke to you before. Uh, you were living in uh, Barcelona at the time. And now Correct. you're living somewhere else. You're building the Vegan <laughs> Academy. There are new steps uh, that, that you made. And uh, I would love to hear about them. So uh, can you give us a little update about your situation, Koen? <laughs> yeah, sure. I'm, uh, yeah, first of all, thank you, Kido, for uh, yeah for giving me the opportunity to talk here uh, here with you again. And yeah, there's there's been a lot of changes actually. Uh, I was like you mentioned in Barcelona back then. I was uh, just just in the early days of starting the Vegan Academy, bringing people together, uh, organizing some boot camps and more like social events was back then. Not as in a, like a structured business model or anything back then. And then of course the lockdown happened, which was very strict in Barcelona. Uh, which also made me, yeah, like rethink my whole business strategy and where I wanted to take the Vegan Academy towards to. And especially because I'm not really the kind of person that just goes gonna like sit and wait for things to change. I rather create change myself. And yeah, the first month was kind of tough. I, I must honestly admit also because I didn't really know what to do. I didn't really know how to pivot, uh, what I really wanted in the first place as well. Um, but then I quickly realized that I just needed to take responsibility for the situation and own it and um, made me realize that just online were just so much opportunities for me to, um, yeah, to expand my business and to really put it out there as like an online community and online coaching. So that's basically what I did. I launched a couple of online products. I started my own podcast as well, inspired also on uh, the first, uh, yeah, first episode that we did together. And from there on, since, yeah, the lockdown was yeah, just keeping on. And I kind of had this gut feeling that it wouldn't be the last of it and that it would be maybe a second lockdown later in the year as well. Um, I just felt like, yeah, me and my girlfriend were looking at each other. She's from Slovenia. Um, she kind of felt already a longer period of time to move back home, mm. uh, also to spend more time with family, etc. So... It was just like, yeah, the, the situation came together that I said, okay, you know, I think this is a good moment. I have a little bit of budget to fully commit to the Vegan Academy. I'm, I'm happy to also do something different and not work for a boss anymore. Mm -hmm. She wanted to go home. We have a little house here. So it was kind of like the whole opportunity of being able to shift away from at this busy metropolitan state of living to a more rural uh, focused on my business uh, way of living which uh, has been has been a real blessing i must say <laughs> okay okay wow wow so that went quite fast then because like last time that we spoke to each other it was uh, if i'm not mistaken end of april beginning of may probably and now yeah. yeah now we're like nine months further and you're like in a total new yeah place like living wise <laughs> yeah. right so it, yeah. it went quite fast all together yeah, that is also funny that you mentioned just just before we started the podcast that like for, for me it's like it seems kind of normal nowadays because for over the last three and a half years more or less I've been living in different areas of Spain now Slovenia then and pretty much every like five to six months I I changed places I went to to other areas. Um, yeah, so you I live like question. how long did you live in Gran Canaria? Like nine months. Or I something? was nine months in Gran Canaria, then I was like half a year in Mallorca. Then I was a couple of months in Tenerife. Then I went, I think, oh yeah, to the Netherlands because I got robbed. <laughs> oh, was, wow. was a whole, whole other story on its own. <laughs> um, then I got actually to Barcelona, took a little detour in Mallorca again, and then I stayed in Barcelona. So I've been like, yeah, 
various places over the last three years and together yeah, with get, your girl was that all? yeah ba basically also basically also because we got to know each other uh in grand canaria already mm, and then we I went remember. together to mallorca we went together to mallorca the second year or if she was already there and then i came after uh so we have been mostly together over the last uh, last three years also yeah cool man and is she like doing something for the vegan academy also or like she, behind the scenes because yeah, I, I, I was talking i was talking <laughs> with niels and you know niels like uh, yeah, he's yeah. Now also like the green mus one of the green musketeers i was talking with him and he said like yeah, but where is she then and i was like i think she's more the behind the scenes girl fixing some things and helping him with other things but not going like on on camera so much yet yeah no she, she she's the rock absolutely for me like in the in emotional and spiritual support and also within the business she she's not like fully into it like, let me say like that but she does help wherever she can she has especially in the beginning helped me a lot with uh, designing aspects uh, social media content creation a lot of things that i wasn't very skilled in myself i luckily have been able to level up my skills in that area quite a bit myself Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah that that's that's basically where she supports me in that uh, in that area mostly amazing amazing yeah. so the vegan academy and uh, yeah so can you give us an update what is the vegan academy now doing and uh, because it was yeah. really like in in the first step exactly process nine months ago and now where what's 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 going what's cracking Kuhn? yeah <laughs> a great question so i really realized and especially actually just the last month month or two that uh first of all it has been difficult for me as well mm -hmm. starting up my own business um really making that full-time commitment of saying like, okay i'm not going to work for a boss anymore i have this x budget and that's what i'm that's that's it right if it's if it's finished it's finished um so standing fully on my own leg not having that security anymore doing things way outside my comfort zones a lot of things that i've never done before uh, made me basically also question like pretty much my whole identity and everything that i stood for as a person um and it it made come up like a lot of challenges in myself and a lot of like disbeliefs um uh, being unworthy being not good enough all these different things that i questioned in myself like will i actually be able to pull this off and will i actually be able to succeed so i i feel that that was definitely a big part of me that helped me back from doing what i really love to do and that was a big obstacle that i needed to overcome last year pretty much um besides like growing my business itself and now the last couple of months, I've been really diving through that, overcoming that. And I also have seen that at first I was kind of broad and not so specific who I really wanted to help. I kind of wanted to help just everyone living a healthier vegan lifestyle. And uh, while now actually the people that resonate with me and the people that come on my path are mostly all females and like at least like 80% of them. Uh, and the big Problems that I see has a lot to do with uh, healthy, building healthy relationships with food. So a lot of diet mentality, a lot of insecurities and a lot of um, yeah, lack of confidence. These are kind of like the main things that I see, like wanting to be a better role model for kids or wanting to be uh, just happier and healthier within their own body. So that's kind of how I'm shaping now my new program and are also the people that I'm actually helping with at the moment. It doesn't mean that I don't want to or cannot help other people with other categories, but I see that that's kind of now getting my main focus. So it has a lot to do with uh, intuitive eating, uh, mindful eating, uh, and yeah, nutrition is a big part of my coaching and my passion. You know that, of course. Uh, 
so that's also yeah, one man, thing that I sure. that I'm really focused on uh, within uh, within the vegan academy, whole food plant based nutrition. Yeah, Kuhn was already like soaking seeds and 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 making preparing like the most amazing, delicious, healthy ice cream and stuff that, uh, in 2017, yeah, man. So I know that. Yeah, we go we uh, we we go uh, a couple of years back and <laughs> yeah, yeah, there was. Uh, it was interesting also like last time and i noticed and i don't even remember like was it all, it was also in your podcast that you uh, were asking me some questions about it or i did i did it to you that we talked also about like how your um perspective changed so much on what was actually the way yeah to look at like how to share food and stuff and i remember that just very well that you you came back on that topic and i was talking recently with niels and then I said that to him and he was also like, wow, man. Yeah. And I also did so many things wrong in the past and now I look so different. And I was like, yeah, man, but yeah. isn't it just like the way that we all grow? Like, Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. hundred percent. Fantastic, yeah. man. So also amazing that you're like going on the direction of intuitively uh, following like your own body. And I think that is really the way to go. Like there's not like one blueprint that is working for everyone right like exactly. or what is your what is your approach uh, on that yeah totally i i'm like the, the thing for me what has been the biggest shift uh throughout the last year is that i suddenly started to realize a lot more things that i was doing why i was actually doing them a lot more of my own patterns a lot more of my own behavior and my own routines i started to analyze because i exposed myself to so many more people and to so many more experts, coaches, uh, dietitians, all these people, which I was interviewing on my own podcast, uh, suddenly like my, my knowledge uh, broadened so big uh, that made me question a lot of the things that I was doing myself. And I think that has been yeah, a huge transformation for me because no longer was I just doing things to do them, I, even though I had my own routines and i'm very strict to them and I, I understand why i do my routines of course i understand why i eat certain way and why i train certain way and why I, I take care of myself in a certain way but especially when it comes to like intuitive living and intuitive eating that was something so normal to me that i never really questioned that and when i did this podcast with uh, charlene adrian she's a, she's an intuitive eating dietitian uh, from 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 bruges from uh, from belgium Mm -hmm. and yeah that was like a whole eye-opener for me and then i really started to think like okay so this is actually called something like this is just not like i'm just not eating like x but i'm actually just listening to my body and that that's how it's called that's yeah with like x the, you mean like the letter x right like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not like to get the confusion out yeah. you know <laughs> i mean the letter x yeah. the vegan um, academy is obviously also not eating eggs so yeah not no one in the vegan academy no definitely not uh so yeah for me like intuitive eating and intuitive living has everything to do with like tuning own in with your own body and asking yourself more questions like why am i doing this am i actually hungry and it has everything to do with like listening to these signals uh, and a big big way of doing that is actually releasing or letting go of all the rules that we have built up because throughout our lives and we create all these rules for ourselves like how about food, about our body, about our environment, uh, all these things that we see as truth. But as long as you keep on holding on to these, these so-called truths for yourself, it's very difficult to create, create the new, to create new rules and to mm -hmm. create new standards basically to live by, right? So one thing that I always work on with people is 
is letting go of that whole script that you wrote for yourself and kind of like rewriting your script. I think that's a very important uh, part of intuitive eating because I really liked, and I think this is from, uh, from Sadhguru. I, I, I saw a lot of him and he mentioned once, like if you wake up in the morning, everybody, or Dandapani actually said this. Uh, if you wake up in the morning, you have like a certain amount of energy available, mm. but having to like live up to your own identity and having all these rules takes up a huge amount of that energy. So yeah, the more wow. rules, yeah, the more rules you have and the more, uh, the bigger your personality and all the stuff that you identify with, uh, the, the more energy is kind of lost and the harder it actually is for you to, to change something and to uh, actively uh, be a player in your own life. So a big part in making changes like lowering all that load and lowering all those things that you identify with. So you create space and by space, you create energy to start creating the new. And I think that's, that's a really important process in transforming your health, transforming your life, um, transforming your mind. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. Dananapani to make me think of, uh, I saw him actually with my brother oh, in yeah? the London real summit in 2019. Oh, and then he uh, he was like, and now when you say this, I, I thought about like how he divided like the focus of uh, consciousness and the mind. And that he brought like up that consciousness, you could see as sort of the torch. The torch, what you can hold or you, you can look in different chambers of the mind or different, different yeah. rooms, if you will. And then he said like, yeah, so... You did the experiment, so you can close your eyes. You can do this experiment now with me if you want. You can close your eyes. He said, like, go to the your favorite holiday holiday destination. Make it as bright as possible. Make it as beautiful as possible. And then he said, how are you feeling? Exactly. And then he, he said, okay, so now the next destination that we go to is when you graduated for the last time. Like no matter what kind of graduation, like anything, even like something that, that is not like school related, just like a graduation from something. And if you never graduated that you won a championship or something, a medal or whatever, how are you feeling? And, and then he said, okay, now we go to the last time you really came into a big fight with someone really had an argument about something and it, was completely out of control and it was not going anyhow some to become a situation that you thought like ah nice it was like just totally bad and then he said like and darken that that image a bit because it's not something that you wanted like don't give it the same color and then he said okay now open your eyes and he said like look we already went in three different rooms of your mind and your consciousness is just like illuminating those rooms of your mind and you have so many rooms and i, love I mean it was yeah. kind of simple experiment but it was just like very clear all of a sudden like yeah you have actually control over which rooms you are visiting exactly yeah. and i love that man so yeah thanks for being uh, being the participant and uh, <laughs> me uh, demonstrating what i learned there but yeah dandapani you mentioned him but actually, Kuhn, I'm also curious because you you were doing so much with food. What did you have for breakfast today? 
Oh, that's a good one. I had a big bowl of uh, oatmeal today. <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah. Nice. So, so you can actually eat oatmeal as well. Like you're not of only course. eating celery juice. No. <laughs> I, like, I think that that's kind of like the biggest misconception that people have around food and also about veganism, of course, is that uh, suddenly you can only eat like lettuce or what. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think, and that that's what I see with a lot of the women, especially that I speak with, is that they have this restrictive diet mentality, which says to them, uh, you can only eat X or having to cut out uh, whole certain food groups, uh, like carbs are bad for you. Uh, fats make you fat. Uh, you can never eat bread or you can never eat ice cream or you can't have chocolate. And I- I'm all about balance. I'm all about promoting, promoting health and promoting like wellness and well-being in general, because life is balanced right you got to find the balance and everything everything time that something gets like obsessive it's never good you can also be obsessive about health you also have to find a balance in that and uh, i know i think a lot of people have heard about like the 80 20 rule and i think that's that's a good standard to live by uh, as a yeah also not a rule but to give you like a guideline of understanding um that you can have balance in your life. And for me, yeah, this yeah, comes yeah. very intuitively. It's not something that I think like, oh, 80-20, that means out of the 10 meals, I got to eat two <laughs> that are more processed. No, no, no like exactly. That's, that's for me not exactly, how it Because it's works. just a rough line, right? Exactly. Like it can also be 90-10. Exactly. And that's, that's personally how I'm focused more, like probably 90-10. Um, and there's 10% of the times you just enjoy things and you let life be because... And that, that's what I see with, that happens with a lot of people then. They're so focused and so obsessed often with only eating healthy food that that results into enormous binges or uh, it's like the forbidden fruit, right? The more you tell someone you cannot have a certain thing, the more you're going to crave that certain thing. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. And like everybody nowadays with, with shopping, no? Like because <laughs> yeah. of this shit. <laughs> or training, maybe. <laughs> Gyms are closed. So what, what, yeah. I, what I wonder, eh? because you say like a lot of people, but how was this for you in the past? Is this something that you also did in the past that you feel like, eh? like because you were so obsessed with being healthy in the past, it's now different or is, is that not? Yeah, I, I think it had like, uh, two two sides to it for me because I lived a very unhealthy lifestyle and that kind of propelled me into becoming a lot more health focused. Yeah, uh, and that also made me too focused on it. That made me too also, focused on it. Yeah, yeah, right, that made right. me kind of, kind of like uh, back then I was still living in Maastricht in the Netherlands and uh, we would go to parties in the weekend and I, we would enjoy a drink out and then on Monday I would feel bad about it you know I, Monday, feel like, exactly, exactly. I would feel like bad about what I did in the weekend and I would feel that my progress would have lost and that's like the negative part and the guilt they are probably even worse than the activity itself I'm not going to promote that alcohol is, is good for you and we all know that uh, but having a drinks once in a while like is not as harmful as uh yeah making yourself feel bad because stress is a very toxic emotion to the body as well as a toxic very toxic mm. part to the body also so um I like having stress over something that you eat is probably a lot worse than just eating the thing and enjoying it and yeah, yeah. that's something so especially that i really if it comes back every day right exactly and that, and that's how, that's how a lot of people live so we kind of have this we yeah I also don't like the word like treat days or cheat days or 
because I feel like all food is just food and you got to be able to enjoy all kinds of foods, all kinds of scenarios and situations, no matter if that's then necessarily put in the box like good or bad. Yeah. And that's that's so, a whole different topic, of course. Yeah. So, so why are you vegan then? Why am I vegan? Yeah, that's a really good question. Like, for, first of all, for the animals, of course, because yeah. I really care. Uh, and I also feel it really from like a, uh, an emotional and spiritual point of view that this is everything to do with aligning my own intentions, not wanting to harm any other beings, mm-hmm. humans, but definitely also not animals. Um, and aligning my actions with that. So as a result of that, I don't want to eat any animal products because I don't feel that for my needs, someone else has to suffer. So that's that's a really big part of me. And then of course, that is the whole, yeah, like I'm, I'm really health focused, really health conscious. So I know I don't say that veganism is the only solution to be healthy or the only way to be healthy. I know that there's many more re- uh, ways leading to Rome. Uh, but mm-hmm. for me, it's something that makes me feel really good. Uh, also knowing that I have a clear consciousness and a clear mind in what I eat. And yeah, it gives me with all the vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, everything that my body needs to thrive. And then of course, yeah, there's a very little impact of what I actually eat, right? Yeah. Like fr- growing fruits and vegetables. And especially I really um, focus on eating as much organic. We do a lot of wild picking here in the season when it's available. Nice. Man. Uh, so those kind of things are very important to me. And uh, that also lowers like my impact that I have. Uh, with the food that i eat so you also look to consume a lot locally there and here it's really big and i think that's one of the things that i really love about slovenia is that there's a it's a, it's a small country so people are very much pretty health focused in general as well people are very much outdoors people have their own little garden uh, especially during the summer uh, summer days um, you have a lot of markets people buy local if you go even here if you go to Lidl you do find of course like some tropical fruits or uh, some more international fruits but the majority like I would say like 70 to 80 percent of their fruits and vegetables is all from either the country itself or from neighboring countries so from Italy or Croatia or maybe Bosnia uh, so I, that, that culture is really big here on supplying for yourself and people are super proud of it super proud of their own products super proud of yeah, what they get out of the earth and what they provide themselves and their communities with. Oh, uh, what's the what's the most amazing thing that you harvested in the last uh, since you were there? Uh, whew, I have not harvested so much myself yet because it was just like we came very late into the season actually mm. last year, so it was kind of difficult for me to start. Also because I don't really have green hands, so I needed to figure this whole show. Oh out. wow! I have some <laughs> recommendations video wise, but I will come back to that. <laughs> cool. So what did, I did get some carrots out of the garden. Uh, I did get uh, like some beetroots and some other like dark leafy greens. Um, yeah, that, that was basically the main thing that, that I managed to get out of it. We are very blessed because we actually live in um, the old house of my girlfriend's grandparents. Um, and they're unfortunately not with us anymore, but uh, we have uh, been blessed with this beautiful space to live in. And there are some grapevines we have a beautiful like khaki which is like a persimmon tree which is I like i saw something that's what yeah. i was thinking like did 50, you harvest six, yeah 50 60 year old tree and it literally produced like four or five hundred khakis which was wow, like, i saw it on instagram <laughs> yeah <laughs> we had the house full like the yeah. house full of these things literally <laughs> you were like you know Dagobert Duck <laughs> but then not in money but in khaki fruits <laughs> yeah that's probably even better right <laughs> yeah I mean yeah, it's direct 
yeah. right? So you cannot eat money directly. So, so those things, and also like her uncles live here in the same village. They're farmers as well. It's a really a farmer culture and a farmer land in, in general. Of course, it's, it's getting a little bit less because of uh, newer generations wanting to move more towards the city. But also that comes and goes. So also at the same end, you have a lot of people actually going back into the rural communities and wanting the peace and the calm and growing their own fruits and vegetables again. Um, so, so we get a lot as well. Like pretty much everyone around here has at least a little piece of land and mm. yeah, we get supplied with, yeah, you name it. We had chestnuts, we had apples, we had grapes. Amazing, man. Yeah. That's, that's so cool. Have you heard about... Um permaculture or about food forests um there are and i know there's actually a, a young slovenian uh, couple i think they are early 20s uh, which are very popular they have this really big project going on i think it's more in the center of the country uh i, I forgot how they're how they what that name is but i know that they are pretty big they have their own farm they do all these kind of workshops and that's how they make some money for sure. Now uh, with all that's going on, it's probably going to be a lot less. They sell some of their fruits and vegetables. And every Saturday we go actually to the market in a near village or in a near city. And there are, I think of the pretty much like 20 to 30 stands there are two certified organic um, farms as well. And so I know that there's a couple of organic uh, farms here in the, in the area as well. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh... I mean, I have, I will send you a couple of links of interesting videos about like food forests and yeah, I just see you in a food forest, man. <laughs> yeah, me too especially now also. you're going this direction of producing your own stuff. It's, it's like what the name says, a forest, but then with actually living things that you can yeah. eat. So yeah, it's, it's Slovenia has perfect climate for it. I checked it a little bit and yeah, it's what, a, what a life, Kun, what a life. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's, it's true because that, that's so especially is it something... in, the, in the summer also, like there's loads of fig trees and they just multiply because people spit out the pits. They let them grow. Uh, like if you walk around there, like we picked, we ate so much figs uh, last summer and we didn't pay anything for it. There's just all grows in the wild. Yeah, exactly, man. And that's, that's the world. That's the world as well. Like in Gran Canaria, I realized that already with um, when I saw the, there were also the, the, the figs actually mm. and, and but different places, but it was only when you would go a little bit off, off grid, yeah. right? Like you wouldn't find it like in, in, in Playa del Inglis, for example. Like no, <laughs> there, there, there's no like wild, wild growing fruits or whatever. Everything is like, I remember like the worst was this, this tree was cut into a block, right? Like it was like a cube, <laughs> yeah. cube a tree cut in a cube. And it was like, this so it doesn't look nice. It doesn't look life. And um, I mean, I, I love that you yeah walking the opposite uh, journey now yeah. and really, uh, yeah, living the lifestyle that, yeah. I mean, you told me already a little bit about this when you were in Barcelona. But I mean, telling it and doing it are two different things, yeah. right? Like that's what we, uh, we were talking about as well. So what were some of the like obstacles that you had on the way of, of moving there? Where, how was that? Uh, it has been mostly just um, 
just just mentally and emotionally i would i would really say like overcoming my own internal struggles by doing things that i've never done before like i said in the beginning and um like embracing that lifestyle letting go of uh, the the wants and the needs and and the results that 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 was a big one for me as well like i can be really uh, because also like i like worked in retail management been always quite the high performer i always wanted to do better for myself always wanted to improve myself because there was also always this drive behind me of uh, getting getting certain results within the company and getting results with studies etc and that like that's that's kind of what i took along with me always all these years and uh yeah when then you don't get results then you get then i really got like into this cycle of thinking negatively then the negative thinking produces more negative outcome and then the negative outcome is starting to produce more negative thinking, which then gets you in this whole cycle of like a downward negative cycle, uh, spiral. And that, that was really the most difficult thing for me. And also like, I'm a super social person. Like I love to be around people. I love to mm-hmm. interact with people. And I think that was also one of the hardest things over the last year. I love to be here and I'm, I'm very, very thankful to be able to be here with someone together with my girlfriend, of course, um, but yeah, you don't speak the language. We live in a very rural, we live in a very small village. So there's not pretty much any contact with other people. Um, so yeah, that, that was quite hard on me, I, I must say. And um, I do connect a lot online, but it's like you said in the beginning, like, nothing beats the real, real deal, right? We are social creatures and like, there's not, nothing that can compare to like the human touch and the human voice, uh, the real life experience. And uh, that those things were, uh, I, I think, probably the biggest obstacles for me. Yeah, wow, I, I totally feel that, man. Totally feel that. So, uh, yeah, let's also meet in the future, man, to be yeah, continued on that one. Yeah, man, for sure. Like, it feels also, and I have to admit to something after I said it, but it feels also like we go full circle then, because, I mean, you kind of like started your online or your off, uh, yeah, off the Netherlands, your abroad adventures. Mm-hmm. um in Gran Canaria uh, living in a uh, house habitat with uh <laughs> yeah with me and more and, and then later I think was Walter already living there when you came now eh? yeah 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 no Walter, oh, Walter came lived after, there actually, yeah yeah Walter came after exactly exactly and then later you go to Mallorca with Walter and there you yeah. met Mark and now like if Mark and me and Case maybe will visit you then it feels like we will, we'll go full yeah. circle so that, that just exactly. feels like the correct step or something yeah I agree. Yeah, we'll definitely uh, uh, talk more about that. And what I w- want to know, like more or less my last question. So maybe if you want to elaborate on that, like what can can we expect or what can I expect from uh, from the, the Vegan Academy, the coming uh, or people that are listening yeah. uh, for the coming month or, or two, three? Yeah, so I'm, I'm really focused on, on getting my online presence more up and running and especially or not up and running because I'm, I'm out there, I would say. You're running already. I'm, I'm running say. already. <laughs> I show myself on a daily basis for sure. But to, to get more in touch with those people that I figured out that those are really the people that I can help and also really resonate with. Uh, so I'm really focusing my energy towards that and especially also educating myself more on intuitive eating, anti-diet, that those are things that I want to develop myself further in. Um, and then as well, like I'm still running the podcast. It's now getting close to 40 episodes so that that's something that i'm really passionate about doing that's something that i will definitely continue to do and i'm also actually doing a few collaborations with a a few other uh, health related businesses uh, where i'm like 
yeah, giving some of my skills and services uh, like to them. Um, so that that's a, that's a really interesting process for me as well to um, I still have a little bit of security by and doing these kind of things and then still uh, being as free and entrepreneurial as I can at the same time. And uh, yeah, that, that's probably what you're going to see a lot more of. So I'm, it's, it, for me now, the process is kind of like taking a little step back. That's what I felt that I needed to do now, like take a little step back to zoom out. What is it actually that I really need to do and what is actually that I want to do and how can I provide a better service, better messaging uh, to really align with yeah, the people that I can ultimately help. Amazing, man. Good. So your true potential also now to take a step back and, and zoom really out, right? And see the bigger yeah. picture for you as Kuhn. Like, I mean, you're the, building the Vegan Academy, but yeah, is it like the Vegan Academy wouldn't be true potential if you would be sometimes like exhausted or, you know, like, so you yeah. have to see where where your energy yeah stands at the moment and then uh, in this time in winter it's also normal that people stand a little bit more still i notice it myself as well i stand a little bit more still sometimes and, and then i refer more time for reflection so we can act strong and fierce in the in the spring again right exactly yeah that's what they say right like we as humans should also kind of evolve with the seasons and and the winter what do the animals do they go inside they hibernate uh, so what should we do as, as humans? We should also just go more internal and ask ourselves the questions where we can reflect on. And then, you know, like you said, like the spring is a time of growth. So uh, yeah, that, that's what's going to be in, in store for us, right? That's what the future, uh, future will hold for us. Exactly, exactly. So the time for winter sleep, uh, not like that you go fully doing nothing, but like in comparison to what you do in the spring or summer or maybe even autumn, like the winter yeah, it's such a such a different different uh, kind of lifestyle you to live. Yeah, and then I noticed that myself. Yeah, and is there something else that you want to say? Something that you want to say to me, to the people listening this, or to true potential in in general? Yeah, well, the thing what I've I've really seen, especially like over the months working more and more with people, uh, is that like people just need to start doing. And I think that's like the ultimate, the ultimate thing is that there's all these different layers involved when it comes to being able to transform your life, right? Um, and there's all these different aspects, like your emotional, your physical, your mental well-being, all these different aspects that play a part in ultimately how well you're going to feel. But it's this, it's this circle again. Like if you want to feel more confident, if you want to feel better about yourself, if you want to improve your health, you need to do something to step outside your comfort zone. And the biggest obstacle that people face is that they often don't have enough confidence or enough belief in themselves that they can actually do that. So they rather don't do it. So which happens is that we go into this cycle of always keeping on consuming, thinking that the answer is going to be in the next video, in the next program, the next workout or meal plan. Well, actually the answer is with us. And the only way how to break that is just by taking a simple step outside your comfort zone, because that's exactly what you need to build up that confidence, which will get you results, which will get you more confidence, um, which will propels you more forward. So I really hope if there's one thing that people can take away from that is just 
like having that faith in yourself that you can do it and it doesn't matter if you make it straight away it's like there's there's no failing that's something that i really learned myself as well like they're only just lessons they're only just opportunities for you to grow and it's only failing if you quit if you don't do anything with it but as long as you just keep on trying putting yourself out there uh, like it's important to ask yourself the question like what do you think is is, is worse what what fears you most like doing something outside your comfort zone or staying exactly where you are for the rest of your life and i think for most of us the last one is probably the thing that scares us most but what we can do is uh, all within your control to change that i would say yeah i hope you have spoken brother thank <laughs> you so much man you can check kun out on at the vegan academy on instagram on facebook as well yeah exactly and uh yeah man uh, check your podcast on uh it's it's actually on anchor so anchor.fm slash the vegan academy as well anchor.fm slash the vegan academy thanks so much for being here kun Thank you, uh, Guido, for the opportunity. Yes. And, uh, so nice to catch up with you also. Definitely, man. Definitely. That would be amazing. Have a beautiful, beautiful one. And uh, see you uh, on, yeah, on the other side. Let's say it like that. You too. And all the best. Thank you yes. for listening. Aho. <laughs> Aho.